0: Be with you today on today's program. I have not tested positive for monkeypox. Have you? Is that the new thing? Are we going to be shut down because of uh, monkeypox? (laughs) You keep it's. It's not funny. It's a kind of a horrible thing that that people get, but that is a big thing in the news today. Maybe a new. I don't think it's, I think it's way overblown. So I'm kind of looking to see what else is in the news that uh, maybe we're not supposed to look at. That's why we're looking at monkeypox today. Cause is it, a, is it going to be the next pandemic in Belgium? Apparently they've had a, an explosion of monkeypox and you have to quarantine for 21 days. 21 days. What is monkeypox? I'll get to that here in just a moment. And I'll tell you what the uh, the hubbub is about with uh, monkeypox. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. That's the number. 888-LA-TALKS, good way to remember it. I encourage you to put that in your phone just so you can always call into our program if you ever feel like you just need to talk about it. Like maybe right now you're going, well, I've had monkeypox. i want to talk about it. Well, you would already have the number, 888-528-2557 eight, 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 five, two, eight, two, five, five, seven. I don't think you can die from it very often. Uh, there was a monkeypox outbreak in the United States around 2012. Um, and, uh, nobody died uh, in the United States anyway. Um, and nobody has died, uh, from this one. Apparently maybe just one person in Florida has it. So, uh, what's the deal? Have you been hearing this today? It, I think I'm, maybe we're more alerted to it just because of the COVID and what we went through. And maybe the COVID is over, although uh, maybe not. We're going to talk about that. I do, It does seem like I know a lot of people with COVID again all of a sudden. Like right now, Like it, it. in January and February this year, I knew more people with COVID in January, February than I have during the entire time combined. And right now, all of a sudden, I, I know a bunch of people with it. I guess they're saying that the new strands of it are highly contagious and uh that many of us are gonna get it. Uh it's much less deadly um than other previous strands, so you're probably fine. You're probably fine before, to be honest, if you look at the statistics, but uh you're very, very likely to be fine. Still you want to uh take care of yourself, don't pass it on to other people uh is most uh as much as you can help it. So then monkey uh monkeypox becomes the thing uh in the news. It's very, very rare. It does not occur This is according to the CDC, uh, Centers for Disease Control, about monkeypox. It does not occur naturally in the United States. It's something that you have to get from contact with another person, um, basically. And uh, it is a disease caused by an infection um, that creates basically uh, welts lesions all around your body. Uh, There are some pictures of it on the CDC website. um, And you can look at that and go, it's very uh, uncomfortable at at minimum, um, probably very, very painful. And it's one of those things that um, probably affects the uh, animal world first and then jumps over to humans in different ways. And suddenly we're getting these warnings about it. President Biden even spoke about it today. Play clip number three. He was asked, uh, He was asked, should we be concerned about monkeypox in the U.S.? Here's his response. Well, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard to figure out what we do and what uh, vaccine may be available for. But it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it's consequential. All right. So he's standing in front of the jet engine of Air Force One. So it's very hard to hear him. But he says a couple of things that are important there. He says that it's very consequential if it were to spread. Um, and so he's a little bit concerned about it, but he didn't have much to say. Um, and I think people don't really know what to do with that. I think there's a part of it where he doesn't want to downplay it because he doesn't want to be you know, accused of things like President Trump when he downplayed Coronavirus, he doesn't want to do that in case it becomes something. But what the CDC is saying for for now is that mostly in the United States, the way it might be transmitted, and in Europe, what they're seeing is that it's basically an STD. And I won't get into the uh, the details uh, with that. But apparently, there was a, um, and it's it's not just with any. It's just it's a hard thing to talk about. But basically, there are certain behaviors that um are actually not safe. All right, are you tracking with me? It's an afternoon show. We'll just kind of keep it uh, to ourselves that way, but there you know, we we live in a time when we're trying to say that everything's okay. When we tell our kids they can they can experiment with all kinds of different activities, which is being told to our kids as young as uh, at least junior high and uh probably younger than that. And certain things are are not safe. You can do things to make them less dangerous. I don't even want to say safer, but lots of good ways to to cause harm. And that's, that's what's happening here. So the CDC is actually putting out uh, warnings to people about certain behaviors and that monkeypox is going around and that that's what you're going to get. So it's hard for me if you do that and you don't want it, you know, lesions on your skin. It's very noticeable. Okay. Everywhere. Not something you want, probably not going to kill you, but something that for several weeks is going to be a big deal. It's, it's a, awkward conversation. You know, if you're, uh, you know, probably it's all right. We're, you know, don't have dinner for about an hour. Don't look it up until you you feel like you can actually sort of look at that. Um, Is this going to be another pandemic somehow? Why is it that if it's so rare and if you can only really get it, so they're saying not only get it, but if, if you can only get it through contact and right now a specific way of contact, should we even be worried about it? Why is it making the news? in such a big way today. 888-528-2557, 528 uh, 2557 In other news with that, the FDA has cleared the COVID booster shot a couple days ago for healthy kids ages 5 to 11 and uh, wanting to vaccinate kids who are even younger than that. I think that is um, going to be an issue for us. I think in California, it's not going to be mandated in schools until uh, the fall of 2023, was the last I heard about that. Um, And I'm curious about this, about what you think. Um, Are you waiting in line? Are you eagerly ready to get the COVID-19 shot for your 5 to 11-year-old, the booster that's out, or the vaccine for kids who are younger than that? Are you, you know, I keep hearing these interviews where there doesn't seem to be a long line of parents. I'm not in that line for my kids. Uh, And it's not because I'm anti-vaccine. And I I don't subscribe to a lot of the things people say out there, but I look at the numbers and I go, why would I vaccinate against something that's almost impossible to cause my kid harm? Uh, am I wrong about that? And if I am, you got to convince me of that. Um, and I think we need a lot of convincing on that. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. 888-528-2557. I think when we get into, uh, the subject of disease, uh, it definitely gives us some reason to, to think, to remind us that, uh, lots of things can upend our life. Two years into COVID, right? Our life is completely, uh, different. I have spent a couple of weeks in conversations with people in different churches and saying, Hey, how is it different for you? And different church events, different, different at camps, different in different places at work. And the Like I said, the coronavirus is still going around. Are we allowed to say coronavirus or is it just COVID now? I like to say the COVID. Have you noticed that? I call it the COVID. You know why? Because it sounds like the plague. It's not as bad as the plague, but it it seems like it gives us a – it gives it a – it did something to us that's pretty bad, not just the disease, but it divided us in all kinds of ways because of the politics around it, because of all of the conspiracy theories, because of – Uh, Some of those conspiracy theories turning out to be true because some of what was said that was supposed to be true uh, turned out to be misinformation or disinformation. Is there a difference between misinformation and disinformation? One sounds like it's deliberate, like disinformation is when I'm deliberately misleading you. Is that true? Misinformation is when I don't know that what I'm saying isn't true. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. There's probably somebody out there who you know, your Latin or your Greek well enough to know if uh, what the difference is between those two things. 888-528-2557. How do you feel about it when you hear this conversation about potential new virus coming out? Monkeypox. Um, it's been around since 1958. And what happens is uh, it's smaller than the symptoms of smallpox. Smallpox you don't want but you do get fever, headache, muscle aches, and exhaustion. That sounds a lot like the COVID. Um, but your lymph nodes start to swell. And you, it, you can incubate in you for 7 to 14 days, maybe even 5 to 21 days. That's why in, in Belgium, where I guess they've had uh, a big outbreak of it, uh, mostly because of a, a party where people were doing things that caused its spread, um, 21 days, 21 days. You got to hide out. That's a long, that's much longer than the 14 days. We started with COVID where you had to isolate 14 days. Then it went down to 10 days. Then now it's five. And now I think it's, don't even worry about it. Is it still five? Is there still, I don't know if there's still a rule. Uh, but the illness begins if in case you're wondering, if you have it, it, be- <laughs> it begins with fever, headache, muscle aches, backache, swollen lymph nodes, chills and exhaustion you ever have swollen lymph nodes kind of you know when you check to see if somebody's glands are swollen i think those are lymph nodes like right under your neck but you've got them down your neck and in your armpits and in other places of your body and uh, i had lymph nodes uh, that were swollen and didn't stop swelling once when i was a kid i had some weird thing happen where i went in the hospital i had a high fever they thought it was meningitis but it wasn't they didn't know what it was and um, i was in the hospital for a week when i was in high school whole week And uh, they never did discover what that was. Now, the hospital that I was in um, was one of those hospitals where you're not sure you should even bother to go in there. Um, But I went in there, and uh, a whole week, they never figured out what it was. But one of the things that happened afterward was my lymph nodes in my neck did not reduce. Like, they didn't shrink back to the normal size. So I had these lumps in my neck. You couldn't see them, but you could feel them. I still have a couple of them. They've never changed, and I can feel them. I know where they are. I check them just sort of out of habit because then they thought I had Hodgkin's disease. They thought I had some kind of a lymphoma or Hodgkin's disease and I had to have a surgery to take one out. And, uh, I was fine. Didn't have anything. They, they never explained it. You know, um, I've thought to myself that maybe I'm the one who started uh, some of these diseases. Maybe there's furrows disease out there. Um, I actually think that, uh, the COVID maybe I started that because I'll tell you why, uh, And I'm only going to tell this because somebody in Los Angeles knows this because you were behind me on the freeway one day. Uh, I got uh, really sick in May of 2019, like really sick, unexplainable, super sick. And after COVID came on the scene, I felt like, well, I had the COVID then. I had terrible problems with my lungs. It went on for weeks. I had really high fever, like 104, 105 for a couple of days. Then it sort of sat around 102 maybe about a week I had this fever coming on and it was really bad. And then my lungs just never got better. It took me months to actually start to feel better. And my lungs were crackling. You could hear it. And like if I held my breath or I wasn't even breathing in and out, you'd hear my lungs going. (laughs) And uh, that's not a real good experience. My wife did not enjoy that experience. Uh, next to me hearing this happen, thinking her husband's going to uh, not make it. And I kept going to the doctor over and over again. And they kept saying, it's a virus. We're not giving you any antibiotics. Okay, I get it. I don't don't really particularly like taking drugs for things if I don't have to. I'm one of those people. And uh, so I'd go home, but I just wasn't getting better. And I kept going in. One time I went in and they x-rayed me for pneumonia and I didn't have it. I was sure I had pneumonia. You ever go on to like WebMD, one of these sites? I mean, in about 10 minutes, you've got a tumor and you've got a million other things wrong with you. Um, You print all that out and take it into your doctor's office. They love it. Uh, Not really, not most of the time. So anyway, I go uh, and I don't have pneumonia, but my lungs are crackling like crazy. And I had gone into the same walk-in clinic by my house three or four times and they wouldn't give me anything, wouldn't give me anything. I finally go in there and I had a different doctor that day. And she comes in and I tell her the story. And she goes, well, I can hear your lungs from outside the door, which I think was an exaggeration. I don't think she really could hear them. And so she says she puts the uh, that stethoscope, you know, they they keep that in the freezer and then they put it on you uh, when you go in there. And she puts that on me and I scream because it's freezing cold. And then she hears my lungs and she has it on there for half a second, long enough for me to you know, be frozen by it. And then she goes, well, your lungs are, are making all kinds of noise that they shouldn't be making. she goes this is what she said. She said, I'm going to give you an antibiotic and we're going to call it a sinus infection. Now she never looked up my nose. Uh, and I thought to myself, you know what? I need something because I'm not getting better. And that, I think that was her thing. It said in the, in the file was all this stuff about, you know, and they couldn't tell me what it was. So she gives me this uh, big old choke meal antibiotic. And we were going to go on vacation up in central California. And I thought, well, I can be sick in a hotel room and uh, watch some TV the same way as I can be sick in my own bed. I'll do that. So we go up there. And I, by this time, I was, you know, I was about you know, 60% feeling okay, okay enough to drive. And I take the antibiotic, and I read about it online, and it says, it says uh, hey, after two hours, you'll know if you have an allergic reaction. And I'm remembering this because one time I did have an allergic reaction to an antibiotic and I ended up really sick and there was a fire outside our house and I thought the house was going to burn down and Christy packed up the whole house in 10 minutes. It was amazing. And I was laying on my back in the bathroom floor sick as a dog and I told her just to leave me, let me stay in the house while it burns. Uh, So I was just not doing well. So I remembered that, but I didn't remember what kind it was. And after about two hours, we're on our trip and I'm not sick. I feel fine and I think it's okay. So we go out to eat. And we eat, we're driving, and now we're in the 405 in airport traffic, LAX traffic. And I'm in the left lane where there's a stretch of that freeway where there's no shoulder, there's nowhere to go, bumper to bumper, and all of a sudden I get sick. I won't get into all of the details on this program because it is heading towards dinner time. But I got sick, and fortunately uh, the contents of my stomach are the same size as an extra large soda at Subway. And I filled it three times. I did not make a mess in the van. But I dumped it out the window each time, and I've always thought about this because somebody was behind me, and they must have noticed this. And I'm screaming, Christy's trying to drive from the passenger seat, and I was in terrible pain. And I ended up pulling off into Westwood thinking, well, I need to go to the hospital, and I knew Ronald Reagan was over there at UCLA, and maybe I'll go there. And I made it as far as the uh, in and out in Westwood where I got out. And I curled up in a ball on top of a table in the back with a bunch of homeless people who hang out there. And I stayed there for an hour in tremendous pain and sick because of this antibiotic. One pill did that to me. (laughs) And then, I don't know why I'm telling you, I'm really telling you this because if you were behind me on the car, you know, give me a call, 888-528-2557. Really, I'm telling you this because I got another antibiotic after that. And four days later, I was feeling a lot better. And all of the symptoms I had were the same symptoms as COVID. So there's a part of me that thinks, hey, COVID was around a lot sooner than we think, and maybe I started it. Maybe it's not the Wuhan virus, it's the furrow virus. Somebody, you know, I might be the first. That's possible. Anyway, it's a totally meaningless story, but um, it had to come out, you know, that that's there. And I know there's somebody who was driving behind me. Eight 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 five two eight right, so my question is... Um, the monkey virus is it bothering you. The other question is, are you getting your kids vaccinated now that that's coming out? Is this something that you're in line for? Does it worry you? Do you really want to do it? What should we know about this? Should I vaccinate my 10 year old? Should I vaccinate my five year old, three year old? I don't have those, but if I did, are you going to do it? 888 528 2557. Should it be mandatory in schools like a lot of the other vaccinations are? And uh, nobody. Not nobody, but most people didn't put up a fight uh, too much with those. Some of you did, uh, but most people are on board with it. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. That's the number. I think that the monkeypox is not going to be a big deal. I think they're making it into a big deal. It's a big deal if you get it, but I think it's very hard to, uh, to get without doing specific activities. And without having contact with other people in a way that's not like the the droplets in the air that you could do the coronavirus with. I think that I'm really interested in why this is the number one story today. Uh, Because I don't think it's it's really possible that you're going to get it. Um, But maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe there is something coming. Maybe uh, it is airborne in a way that, that they can't explain that hasn't happened that way. They're not saying that. Uh, I'm not seeing that anyway, but I'm wondering why the president didn't come out and say, hey, uh, don't worry about it. You know, if it's to spread, it'll be consequential. Everybody, He said everybody should be concerned. Why? Help me out with this, uh, Mr. President. Anyway, how, why should everybody be concerned if it's very difficult to, to get this uh, disease uh, unless you engage in certain behaviors? Why? Uh, that's just something I'm thinking of alright two eight two five five seven. There are other things going on in the news today, and uh, we'll get to those when we get back from our break here in just a minute. If you would go to your radio station website, go to kkla.com if you are listening on 99.5 KKLA, or if you're in San Diego, go to kprz.com. Check out that website. If you're sitting at work, you got a little break, check out that website. There's a lot of different Uh, resources for you on there a lot of different ways to connect with other people here at uh, the station a great thing that we have going on is um in christian radio we are a group of people um who have something in common we get to come together as one church and uh, maybe the the host is going to tell you some gross story about how he got sick on the 405 that doesn't happen too often uh but uh you know we we are able to share life together and hopefully we're really able to come together and encourage one another and talk about the issues that we hear about on the news and really say, well, what should we do as believers? And how do we really get down to that? And that's what we do on this program. And there's lots of other programs and different programs, different things that you can check out at the websites. Go to kkla.com to check out this. If you're listening to 99.5 and go to kprz.com, if you're listening in San Diego, you can give me a call and join this conversation, 888-528-2557. When we get back, We'll take your calls, and we will talk about other things in the news. Should we go to war with China? What is going on with some of the things that the president also said today? I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Southern California Live, Scott Furrow with you today, this fine Monday, a little cooler, a little cooler as we have some uh, May gray in the mornings and uh, it's cleared off most of the uh, Southland today a little bit, so a little cooler, but uh, liking it, getting ready for summer a month away. Uh, number of, uh, we're talking about monkeypox beforehand, and I looked it up, you know how many cases, this is, so this is this big news, right? You know how many cases are confirmed worldwide, 92. At least at not worldwide, but in, uh, in countries that no, don't normally have it by the WHO. Uh, 92. Uh, five. one between one and five in the United States. between 21 and 30 in the United Kingdom, 21 to 30 in Spain, Portugal, 21 to 30, and then one to five in a handful of other countries, that's it. That's uh, this entire thing. 92 as of Saturday. Um, see that, that just is interesting to me. That really is. All right. Um, other news. I think far more important, really, than that. I'm, I'm I'm just interested at why that is so important if there's only 92 cases as of Saturday. All right. We're not going to find out this hour, but here's something else going on. The president today, you know, a lot of what's going on in Ukraine, which we haven't talked about so much on this program, but that war still rages on and it's horrific. It's what war is. And an interesting political angle to it is it certainly has an effect on whether or not the uh, Chinese government is going to follow through with their claims that they're going to invade and take over Taiwan. And this puts the United States in a very interesting uh, situation. McDonald's has left Russia. They're never going back to Russia, or at least not now. They're pulling out completely. The Starbucks people say they're pulling out of Russia and they're never going back completely. They said they're going to help their employees find other jobs. I kind of doubt that. And I bet they go back as soon as it's profitable to go back, those companies. But they're leaving. And I, I don't think it's hard for them to leave. I think the economy is probably collapsing. not hard for them to leave. But the reason that it's interesting is because if we end up having conflict with China, is Apple going to leave China or are they getting kicked out? That would be interesting. Or what about Nike? What about so many of our other companies and the manufacturing for so many products that are in China, it's a much bigger deal if China is uh, suddenly the next Russia and they invade Taiwan or they invade the Philippines or some other places that they've actually, that they're threatening in different ways, but they're specifically threatening Taiwan. And so, of course, we've been looking at that, and that's a significant thing for the United States economically. It's a significant thing for the world as far as war goes. And the president had this to say today when he was asked about what the United States would do. Would we respond militarily if uh, the Chinese government invades Taiwan? Here's what he said. Play clip one.
1: Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes.
0: You are? That's a commitment we made. That's a commitment we made. We are not, look, here's the situation. We agree with a one China policy. We've signed on to it and all the attendant agreements made from there. But the idea that, that it could be taken by force, just taken by force, is just, not, is just not appropriate. It'll dislocate the entire region and be another action similar to what happened in, in, uh, in, in Ukraine. And so it's a it's a burden that is even stronger. Now, that was a pretty strong response that was not expected from the president. And the, the White House Communications Department tried to walk it back uh, in a certain way. I've got some theories about this with President Biden. This is not the first time he said something that then the communication group tries to to walk back. Presidents do this occasionally. But in this, you know, that happens actually a lot. where maybe something is misstated, but he seems to be pretty clear Would we have a military action? And he said, yes. Uh, And he was pretty certain. He says this is going to be just like Russia and uh, Ukraine, except that we're going to have to get involved there. Um, And people are trying to walk that back. But I kind of think that's what he thinks. Uh, I think that every president is kind of controlled by their communications people. And there is always an internal battle going on between what should I say, how do I say it, and usually the tougher things, the, the guardians of the president from the communication standpoint, they don't want you to say it, right? Reagan's people did not want him to say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. They thought it would be incendiary and hurt their relationship. Reagan knew better, and he said it, and it was the right thing to do, but he had to go against his people. They didn't want Reagan to say, call the Soviet Union the evil empire. And they did not – there are books written about how much they didn't want him to say that, and yet he went and did it, and it was the right thing uh, to say. So I think there's a conflict going on in there, and sometimes I think – you know, Biden's been around long enough, and and people accuse him of being an old guy and maybe saying things he shouldn't say because he's an old guy. That could be true. Um, That definitely could be that he – ought to know better and he does it. But sometimes I think that's what he really thinks. And uh I was interested in this comment and what some other people would say. Uh Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, was on television today and uh here's what he here's how he responded to it. Play clip number two.
1: Well I mean look I thought what President Biden did was exactly right given the mess in Ukraine and the degree to which I think the Russians did not believe that the Western world would come to the defense of the Ukrainians, and now there's a much bigger war with worldwide implications
0: of global famine uh, and just enormous problems. Uh, I think here he's trying to be very clear, and I can't understand, uh, I mean, I I assume he doesn't have any control in the White House, because I can't understand how you walk it back. I mean, the word yes is definitive. Mm So it's a uh, it's a very interesting thing and it matters for us because a conflict with China is going to impact us in a in a significant way. It means that most of the things that uh, we have come to rely on as far as manufacturing will be in jeopardy. It means that the economy is going to be impacted in a significant way, our people will be impacted. It's a major conflict if we get involved and What's happening is, and it's very nuanced, I'll try to help you with it here a little bit. I think it's important that we understand uh, as best as we can. The president makes this comment that the U.S. would respond militarily if China attacked Taiwan. But then the communications people in the White House say, no, there's no policy change. That's not different than anything we've ever said. But it it kind of is different. And the policies that we have with China are are very interesting. You might have um, some experience with this and be able to explain it better than I do. And you can call me up, 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, 888-528-2557. But this has to do with the policy. And maybe you've heard the, the One China policy. Okay. It's a very complicated policy, but this is the idea. Now, uh, the Chinese government has a One China principle. And this is a position held by the People's Republic of China officially that there is one sovereign state under the name China and that it includes Taiwan, that Taiwan is really part of China. The Taiwanese do not agree with this. Uh, The United States has a policy called the One China Policy. So if you're watching the news, you see this. We have what's called the One China Policy. The One China Policy was first stated in a document called the Shanghai Communique of 1972 that says the United States acknowledges that Chinese, that Chinese on either side of the Taiwan Strait maintain there is but one China and that Taiwan is part of China. The United States does not challenge that position. Now, that's the one China uh, policy, but it's an interesting statement because in that statement, what it really is, is just an acknowledgement to the Chinese government that we hear what you're saying, but it doesn't actually say that we agree It just says we're not challenging that position. It's a very interesting way to to put that. But that puts us in a a very tenuous position when it comes to Taiwan, where also a lot of our manufacturing is done, where we have trade agreements, where we have things going on. So we we treat Taiwan as a separate country, although we don't have official diplomatic relationships with Taiwan. And maybe you don't realize that. Um, But over the course of the last uh, 50 years, our relationship with Taiwan and China has changed a little bit. Uh, January 1st, 1979, Jimmy Carter was still president. It was uh, 20 days before he left office. Uh, Congress passed the Taiwan Relations Act, and it defined our relationships uh, with them. And it required the United States to provide Taiwan with arms sufficient to maintain its self-defense. Now, it does not commit us to defending Taiwan militarily all right but it does commit us to giving them arms in the same way that we're giving Ukraine arms now we don't have this agreement with Ukraine but what we're doing in Ukraine by sending them arms and sending them all of this money is we're definitely arming Ukraine for sure to a certain extent part of the reason if not the whole reason that Russia is not making the progress the way they thought they would not only are they terrible militarily apparently but it's also because we're giving them stuff. And it's really getting harder and harder, and I think it's dangerous, really getting harder and harder to see this not as a proxy war of the United States against Russia. Well, the Taiwanese relationship we have is that we would send them arms. And this is it, just so that you kind of know. This is the position of the United States, and this is clarified in a uh, congressional research service document called China-Taiwan Evolution of the One China Policy. Okay, Number, number one. You ready? All right. The United States did not explicitly state that the sovereign status of Taiwan in the uh, three joint communiques of 1972, 79, and 82 – so we haven't explicitly stated the sovereign status of Taiwan. Number two, the United States acknowledged the one-China position on both sides of the Taiwan Strait, meaning that we've heard the the Chinese communist uh, government statement that there's one-China. We've heard that. We understand that's their position – We're not challenging it, but we're not really saying we agree with it. Number three, U.S. policy is not recognized either the uh, Chinese government sovereignty over Taiwan and the United States has not recognized Taiwan as a sovereign country. And the U.S. policy has considered Taiwan's status as unsettled. That is the the official position of the United States, which to me sounds like nothing. To me, it sounds like we, we... we think Taiwan's its own country, but we're not going to say it. That's what I think it is. And when the president makes this statement, um, what's really interesting about it, if you follow this kind of thing, is when he makes the statement that we would respond militarily, maybe what he means is we'll send them arms, but that's not what it sounded like he meant. It meant that we're going to get involved and defend Taiwan as if they are a sovereign country, which might mean that's what we really think. What I find really interesting is that Uh, when President Trump was elected, before he actually took office, he met with Chinese, uh, with Taiwanese representatives. And uh, he gave the indication that he doesn't agree with this policy, that he thinks Taiwan is its own country. And as you know, President Trump had uh, some very different and strong uh, opinions about uh, China, particularly their economic activities. Um, This was before the COVID, of course, and the things he had to say about that. And what I think is interesting is that maybe Biden and Trump actually agree, like they're never going to have a conversation about it, and they're not publicly going to say they agree. But I kind of think that our government has opinions, and both sides of the aisle tend to agree for 50 years. Taiwan is its own country. We have economic relationships with the Chinese government, and we don't want to tick them off, but we also have a relationship with the Taiwanese government. And now what's going to happen is we're going to have to pick sides if the Chinese government decides to attack Taiwan. And and what the president said today is that we're going to be involved militarily. It sounds like he means going to war. It could just mean, as they backtracked, we're just going to arm them in the same way. But my friends, this is a serious thing. And, you know, as you pray for our leaders, you pray for our country in the future, we're going to have to define this. And uh, I think Newt Gingrich might be correct here that the president might, if the president really thinks this, that he is on the path to defining it. This is the same path that Donald Trump was in. There's a, there's a very interesting continuance of certain beliefs that go on even between Democrat and Republican presidents. Uh, there is a certain resolve on certain issues that I find to be good, um, hopeful, that maybe on certain things when push comes to shove. We're not as divided as we think. At the same time, we don't want to go to war here. It may not be a war that we can win. It might be a war that gets drawn out for a whole long time. And I got two little boys at home. I think about it. And today, if you've got two, two girls, they might be going to war just the same as the boys. It's a big thing. So be, be careful about uh, getting excited maybe about getting too involved in these wars. Um, war is pretty terrible. And what we're seeing in Ukraine is horrific, and it's, it's super bad, and it probably doesn't end anytime soon. All right, be in prayer about that. We're going to take a break, and uh, we will come back, and we'll take your phone calls. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join the conversation for Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. This is Scott Furrow for Southern California Live. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. we been talking about the potential of going to war with China. As President Biden today earlier said that if they were, if the Chinese government were to attack Taiwan, that we would respond militarily. The White House backed that up a little bit and said, no, we're keeping the one China policy, which I hope to explain that better uh, before the break. Uh, to you, which means that we would arm Taiwan. Part of that policy is a whole lot to it, uh, but not necessarily fight militarily. But that doesn't sound like what the president said. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to call and join in on this conversation. Question I've got is, um, as we look at this from a, a moral standpoint, we see American companies pulling out of Russia, Starbucks and McDonald's both completely pulling out, Somebody joked on one of the late night shows that uh, McDonald's uh, and Starbucks pulling out means the Russians will live longer. So that's probably good for them. Um, but uh, who knows? I thought that was funny. Are they going to pull out of China, though, if we if China does the same thing? Is Apple pulling out, Nike pulling out? Uh, what's going to happen there? 888-528-2557. Sean from Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Sean. Yes, hi. Hi. What are your thoughts on this subject?
1: Uh, you know, I I, really, I support the president on that, and the reason is, look at China's human rights abuse record, mm-hmm. Incarcerating, torturing Christian pastors, shutting down their houses of worship, removing every symbol of Christianity. Yeah. If I am an American today, especially if a pastor, I would be more concerned about the human rights issue than about uh, cutting off uh, my supply of Good and uh, whatever, uh, material things. Yeah. China has a very bad record of human rights. They're using, they're using slave labor out of slavery. And we should not buy those products. And Why you know do you what? think? we should not? Jesus taught us not to yoke with the enemy. But we love them. We pray for them. Mm. We don't yoke with them. We don't give them business for them because they're going to come back at you. With all yeah. the help that you have given them, they're going to come back at you. It doesn't matter Taiwan or not Taiwan; they're going to come back charging at you because they need the land. I've heard it from many people coming here, Chinese, that Chinese union gatherings saying that the Chinese are coming here not to not to blend and to you know to to be part of the melting pot, but they're coming here to take over America. I heard that.
0: Well, there are people who say that for sure. Let me ask you this question, Sean: We used to as a country you know, from a diplomatic standpoint, and I'm going back, you know, 30, 40 years, we used to always bring up human rights in any negotiation with China. And uh, do you think it's just purely economic, the reason that we've kind of stopped doing that? Like we tip our hat to it, but it used to be the subject of of any negotiation. Is it just simply that we're afraid of uh, losing our uh, economic impact that we have because of manufacturing over there?
1: And the reason, yes, because of the labor issues we had in the United States, we were forced, sort of, to take (laughs) our business over there. I understand that. Why can't we renegotiate and sit down with all the labor unions and come to an agreement where we can bring business back here and that everybody will live happy and be content with their wages, and let's wrap this whole thing up and finish with China and looking, hunting for cheap labor.
0: Yeah. We might be forced, Sean, thank you for your call today. I think we might be forced to do that if uh, we end up uh, at war. And here's the thing, I think, and I think Sean makes some uh, points. I want to be careful about, you know, Chinese people coming over here and just being subversive and things. There's there's definitely, we've seen Chinese spies and some government agents that we've been seeing that come. That's true, that part. But your, your Chinese neighbor is coming over here for a better life and uh, our, our citizens, and we, we don't want to go down that path. You know, we went there in World War II with uh, Japanese and internment camps, and we don't want to start that. Uh, we do want to be aware, though, that there have been uh, spies. Right? It wasn't uh, wasn't Feinstein's driver a, a spy for uh, the Chinese government, and somebody who one uh, another congressman was having a relationship turned out to be a spy. You know, that's for real. Uh, that really happens. But let's be real careful about uh, our uh, our brothers and sisters, uh, uh, fellow citizens. Uh, and immigrants just be careful not to assume that i think that's not good but um to your point the human rights abuses in china are huge and significant to christians yes and uh we watched the chinese government blow up a christian church recently you can watch that online just just google it you'll see the video of the church blowing up the little steeple kind of you know comes down looking like a titanic into the the rubble and you know there are some government uh, churches. So you're you're really, I think it's just a political move to say, see, we're okay with religion. So they allow some churches to be public, but you're not allowed to do anything outside of the walls of the church. And if you do that, they'll blow up your church. Is what they do. So most of the, the work of the church is happening underground in China today. And uh, it's significant, by the way, China, did you know this, is uh, a place where more and more people are getting saved and they're getting saved from that underground church. We're seeing... Um, all kinds of different abuses in China, even of other religions. You have to remember that uh, a communist philosophy is atheistic, all right? You, the state ultimately is God. The state has to be the final authority. And so if you have any other God, you're, you're not uh, really allowed. And a controversy that should be a bigger one is the controversy of what the Chinese government is doing to the, the Uyghurs who are there. Uh, the Uyghurs is a, a Muslim group in Western China And um, they are the Chinese government since 2017 is carrying out massive and systematic abuses against uh, these people known as the Uyghurs who are are Muslims. And, you know, as Christians, we should be looking at that going. There's no reason that wouldn't be Christians also. I mean, and it looks like uh, World War Two concentration camps. It's pretty horrible. There's executions, there's sterilizations, there is imprisonment for only the reason Of uh, having a uh, following a religion, and that is part of the the nation that we have given most favored nation trading status. That's the answer to the question. By the way, when did we stop asking the questions? It happened in the 1990s, I think, when we gave China what's called most favored nation trading status, and it opened up the doors to all this trade and uh, a lot of jobs going over there. That you know, bringing the jobs over here, it's really hard. I'll tell you a secret. Uh, Sean mentioned this in his call that. Um, the unions here should get together and try to figure out a way to bring those jobs back. Uh, you know why you can't, I mean, you could, but here's what it would take. You ready? You'd have to get rid of the minimum wage. Uh, is that going to happen? Are we getting rid of the minimum wage? Is it going to be possible in the United States today to, uh, pay people five bucks an hour? <laughs> I don't think so. Now we could, and maybe that would happen, and then there would be a colossal collapse in uh, the economy everywhere else, right? Everything would uh, – it would just be – you. I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that. So when we keep pushing wages up, which I'm not saying I'm, I'm against that or that we shouldn't, but it means for a lot of the labor that we want to have, we are looking elsewhere, and that is one of the the problems that we have created with the relationship that we have with China and other places that manufacture goods for cheap. And slave labor is probably not too strong of a statement. Um, Kid labor in a lot of cases. Um, There's going to be a reckoning for that for our country Uh, and countries around the world. We're not the only country doing that. Um, There's going to be a reckoning for the country that is allowing that. Really, what we should be saying is China should have a minimum wage. And if they had a minimum wage, then those jobs would come back here. Uh, maybe that's the the angle we should have. There's a lot of things we should think about, but you know as as believers, we've got to be thinking about how is the justice of God playing out as he looks down on the world and even with international politics and trade and other stuff, see governments are appointed by God ultimately, and they are accountable. There's great theology, old and New Testament, about the accountability of governments, all of them to God. and um, so these things they matter. Uh, they matter a lot. We're not going to solve all of that on the program today, but we do try to be informative without being boring as much as we can. So I want to thank you for joining us in that conversation. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We're on every day from three to five right here on KKLA 99.5 in uh, LA area, Los Angeles and surrounding counties, and in San Diego, KPRZ is the website AM 1210 and FM 106.1 if you are in North County. I want to thank you for joining us. We're every day from 3 to 5 live, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. If you want the podcast for any of our programs, go to kkla.com, look under the program guide, and uh, you can find the podcast under the Southern California Live website right there. And uh, we always invite you to join our conversation with uh, different things that we can talk about. We take a look at the issues of the day from a Christian perspective, and uh, we're really glad to be able to do that with you, even when they are a little bit complicated, like some of the things today, monkeypox. like what in the world is that? And uh, relations with China and everything. Pray for our leaders. They got to make good decisions. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.